We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another Bring the Juice Colts podcast live stream. Thank you to the 60 people who are waiting patiently for us to start this stream. We greatly appreciate you guys hopping in here. Be sure to like the stream, guys, if you can already. And if you haven't subscribed, please go ahead and do so. But, Cody, you know, the day has come, you know, where the Colts have had to drop a bunch of different players today. The cuts had to be made in order for the team to finally get down to its final 53-man roster. We're going to get into that here shortly, but uh, how do you, how you feeling about today? Uh, you know, overall pretty good. A little bit surprised at a couple different moves that we saw for the Colts. But honestly, Derek, when I look at this uh, look at this roster as it stands right now, I do think there are a few moves coming for this team. I think some of the things that they did um, were a little bit surprising for me, but Overall, I do feel like there's going to be a few waiver claims or signings here very soon uh, because there are a couple positions you're like, it feels like the Colts aren't quite done there, um, especially with a few of the moves that were a little bit more surprising on that end of it. So, yeah, overall, though, um, feeling good about it, feeling good about some of the guys that did make the final 53, man. Happy about a few guys, kind of surprised at a few guys. But you know what? The NFL is surprising, and, it, and also it keeps reinforcing – we can speculate all we want, uh, but we don't know jack crap what's going on in the building sometimes. So yeah, 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 and and that this was some of it. I mean, you know, we thought there was a couple guys here who were guaranteed locks, and then sure enough, a couple of them are waived or released. And just for uh, clarity, guys, before we even get into the uh, roster and everything that happened, but just because a guy was waived does not mean that the Colts can't sign them to their practice squad. So a good question, a good part of this is I'd say at least 10 of these guys who were waived on this list, at least 10 of them are going to end up being on the practice squad. Now, if I'm not mistaken, isn't it like 16 players now because of the COVID rules? Yeah, something along those lines. I'm trying to remember, right? Was it 60? Yeah. It's anywhere from 12 to 16. I think it's 16, but there's a couple 16, of guys yeah. here that will probably end up going on the practice squad, guys. So these guys will remain with the team, just obviously on the practice squad in case something were to happen. But 
Let's kind of hop in real quick, Cody, to the guys who were waived and released. Then we'll get into the final 53, man. Uh, first name here, Curtis Brooks. And, you know, that was that was shocking because, you know, we heard Curtis Brooks and a lot of us were like, oh, you know, Curtis Brooks, man, you know, he could be the steal of the draft. And right. sure enough, I mean, he was waived today. I mean, that was that was shocking to say the least. I thought he would have had a better uh, camp than what he did, but obviously just not enough to make the initial 53 man. Yeah, I uh, was, was definitely shocked by that a little bit. Um, I did think if it was going to be between the two, it would be Eric Johnson because I did feel like the Colts um, were going to potentially make a move at more of that one-tech position, um, mm. but for them to release Curtis Brooks. I guess the good thing is, you know, he was a late-around pick, so you, maybe you do feel like you could get him on the practice squad. Uh, but, yeah, overall was shocked at the defensive lineman the Colts kept. You know, I, I – Originally in my final 53-man you know, prediction, I did have Eric Johnson, but then I was like, well, it makes more sense to keep a guy like Curtis Brooks, who maybe is a little bit smaller but has a little bit more juice in terms of pass rush. But obviously the Colts felt differently, and you know, maybe they do make more of a move. Uh, they still do make a move you know, at the one tech. I'm not entirely sure because there are a couple names out there. Yeah, But yeah, that definitely was a, a, a little bit of a surprising move to say the least. Then you had some other guys, Anthony Chesley, who I thought was going to be a, do enough to be able to make this roster. Didn't end up happening. Cameron Klein was waived. Jack Cohen was one of the first ones to be waived. Marcel Dabo was waived. Anthony for, uh, Ethan Fernea was waived. DeMichael Harris was waived. My guess is, is DeMichael Harris is going to end up on the practice squad. Uh, Michael Jacobson, the tight end. Nicole, Nicola Kalenic, he was another tight end that got waived. Jordan Murray got waived. That's yep. not surprising. My guess is he ends up on the uh, practice squad, maybe. Probably. Samson Nequoia, uh, he was waived. Devontae Price was waived. Forrest Ryan was waived. Very interesting one there. Some people thought he might have been able to make the roster. Uh, Josh Seltzner, a guard, he was waived. Maybe a guy that could be on the practice squad. James Skolski, who I think will probably end up on the practice squad, to be honest, uh, because of his special teams ability. Uh, Marvell Tell, who I think is also going to go on the practice squad, he was waived. Ryan Vandemark was waived. You know, everybody talked about him having the highest, one of the highest contracts for an undrafted free agent. And uh, Sterling Weatherford was the big one. Yeah, you know, we were talking about it, Cody. Like we thought this guy's a lock to make the roster because it seemed like he was too good not to be on the roster. But sure enough, like we saw the Colts make that trade for Grant Stewart earlier today. And I thought I said, like, be, don't be surprised if there's a surprising cut here. And Sterling Weatherford was one of them. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And especially since you kept 10 defensive linemen and you elected to, you know, only keep six linebackers and, you know, you didn't keep, uh, which was I thought was so interesting, you didn't keep Sterling Weatherford, who I thought yeah. was ahead of JoJo Doman at this point, who you did yeah. keep. So it was a little bit surprising in that from that standpoint. Um, you know, you got to mention also, if you're talking about linebacker, Shaquille Leonard is off of the PUP, so he can begin practicing. Yep. That is huge news, man. Huge news for this team. Now, doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be, you know, ready to play week one because he probably still needs a couple weeks of practice. I would say yeah. probably two weeks minimum. Uh, but certainly, uh, great news, you know, so he's at least gonna, 
you know, be able to practice within. Because, guys, if if he was placed on the PUP, he couldn't even practice within four weeks. Yeah, so. that's why the Colts were not wanting to put him on the PUP list to begin with because they're like, we think he should be back before then. But even if he wasn't, the fact that you won't even allow him to practice for the first quarter of the season just yeah. seems like a terrible idea. Like you said, Shaquille Leonard, you know, off the active PUP list, so at least the good news is, is that he, like you said, he's still probably a couple weeks from being where we want him to be at this point, yeah. but still nonetheless, a good thing that he is going to remain on the active roster and that we are within reach of him coming back onto the football field, which is a great thing to hear. A uh, couple guys here also that were waived Chris Wilcox, Chris Williams and Tyson Williams uh, guys who were released. Um, a couple of interesting ones here, Cody. You know, I, I thought there were a couple here that were interesting. Uh, Kiki QT was just released. Uh, Dennis Kelly was also released, which is yeah. interesting because we thought Dennis Kelly was going to end up, you know, coming in, you know, being that backup right tackle for us. And we thought that was going to be good death, but he's gone. Uh, Brandon King, not surprising. I called that from the first preseason game. Philip yeah. Lindsay, who we both thought was going to be the third running back for this team. He's not, not on the team anymore. RJ McIntosh, who is one of the premier backup defensive tackles for this team, and Will Redmond. So a couple of, I mean, obviously when you look at it, not a ton of surprises, but it is it is kind of uh, shocking to see, you know, QT cut, uh, Lindsey cut, and Kelly cut as well. I think I was most surprised by Lindsay just because of what you saw. And I thought he was a lock. Like, I mean, I, and it wasn't just me. Like I heard everybody saying Philip Lindsay's RB three lock, like at this point. But I think basically from what I heard, what hurt him was his inability to play special teams. That yes, was, that was it. Thing. Um, and, and, you know, he still is eligible actually to be on the practice squad. So like, mm -hmm. uh, I could see that being a scenario, you know, where the, that will definitely like, be a scenario, but will yeah. not take long for him to probably right. sign with another team somewhere. Right. Hopefully they, guess. they, they're able to sneak him on there. I would love for that to happen. Uh, and then, you know, if, and you know, if the, obviously if the worst comes to the worst and something happens to Jonathan Taylor for, you know, an, an extended period of time, then you have a back who, who played in this system a little bit, who knows this system that you could bring up. So yeah, I was certainly surprised by that. I think Dennis Kelly, that indicates to me, Derek, the Colts aren't done at offensive line. Um, you know, I think they're going to probably try to find another swing tackle because they kept none of those backup tackles, right? They kept, they didn't keep Vandemark. They didn't keep Murray. They didn't keep Dennis Kelly. So I do feel like they are probably going to look to get an offensive lineman at tackle. Maybe a guy, a guy that can play a little bit of both, you know? So yeah, it'll I don't be, think they're done. It'll be there. interesting. Yeah. It'll be very interesting to say the least. Um, so let's go to the actual initial 53 man roster. Now let's talk about it and let's start with the quarterbacks. The Colts have kept three quarterbacks on the roster. A lot of people thinking that was not a great idea, but the Colts made it the point that Sam Ellinger did enough in this preseason to warrant him staying on the roster. Uh, what do you think of the Colts keeping three quarterbacks here? Not surprised at all. That's what we all expected after Ellinger's stellar preseason. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, like basically what Frank Reich said yesterday, right? He's like, you know, traditionally you don't keep three quarterbacks on your roster, but Sam Ellinger has earned it, right? And I never felt like Nick Foles, as much as there's debate around there, I never felt like he was going to get cut. You know, I just, w- with how much the Colts have talked about him, with how much they've stuck by him, I felt like, you know, the most likely scenario was three quarterbacks. So not really, this was honestly probably out of all the positions, Derek, the least surprising if the Colts kept three quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, you said it. Ellinger just did so much. It just made sense that he would make it. Um, yep. Prior use of resources, I don't know. Um, that that seems a lot, but I don't think it's out of the ordinary for teams to keep three quarterbacks. So, of course, Ellinger did enough to do it. So, here yeah. we go. The first level of somewhat controversy here for the running backs. Keep three running backs. That's mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, and you kept Deion Jackson. So, Yeah, we said it all this time, Cody. We're trying to figure out who the third running back is. And, of course, with the reason it being Deion Jackson, which we all assume, is because Deion Jackson is able to play special teams. And that was primarily the reason why Deion Jackson remained on this team. Certainly hope, like you said, that the Colts can keep one or two running backs on the practice squad. So in case of something were to potentially happen to a guy like Naheem Hines or Jonathan Taylor, then you feel a little bit more comfortable because I don't know how I'd feel about Deion Jackson taking the snaps. But nevertheless, Deion Jackson can play a couple different spots on special teams, and that's what secured his position here. Yeah. Um, I wanted to tran- transition unless you're done with running back here to – Yeah, we're, uh, we can go on. Okay, so – you know, last year the Colts had no undrafted free agents make the final 53 man, right? They had four this year. They had four guys. They had safety Trevor Denbaugh, linebacker JoJo Doman, cornerback Dallas Flowers. We all know my guy. Um, and then Wesley French, the center as well, uh, which I think is just so interesting. You know, there's a lot of talent. And a lot of people said this was like the Colts had one of the better undrafted free agent classes this year and and it's starting to show a couple of these guys really showing out and honestly could have been more you know really could have been a lot more could have been a you know sterling weatherford could have been you know so many other guys as well so definitely showing this great uh undrafted class the colts have uh really excited for this group and just what these guys are going to bring and i think dallas flowers you know we mentioned in the last preseason game you know, obviously his ability at corner, but also his ability on special teams, I think maybe put him over a guy like Anthony Chesley, um, which I think is totally fine with me. I think he, you know, the ceiling's a lot higher with a guy like Dallas flowers. So Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, was, uh, was encouraged that he was able to make the roster. Yep. And we'll talk about him shortly. Once we get to the defense and a bunch of these other guys as well, Um, going into the wide receivers, the Colts did in fact, keep six wide receivers and, Of course, guys, like I said before, this is subject to change. So, you know, you the odds of Patman and or Strawn remaining on the roster may not be a thing here in like 24, 48, uh, 72 hours. You know, it could be completely different. The Colts may see a wide receiver on the um, on the free agent board that, you know, they want to bring in. And we could probably name a couple, but just for the guys who are on the current roster as it is. Uh, Paris Campbell, Ashton Doolin, Alec Pierce, Michael Pittman, Desmond Patman, and Mike Strawn did in fact make the final 53-man roster. I mean, it's pretty awesome here, Cody, that we got to see Patman and Strawn both make it this time. Both have shown some really good stuff in the preseason. Ultimate question is, do they hang on? Right. 
That's my question too. You know, like I do think you need to just keep an eye on wide receiver. I'll just say that because there are a couple guys that are either, either on the trade market or, or you know, are, are released at this point that I think would make sense for the Colts. I think most notably Tyler Johnson, which was a surprise cut for Tampa Bay. He's yeah. my number one guy. I want the Colts to target at wide receiver right now. I really hope they consider him because I think he's a good player. Just kind of got stuck in the depth chart. I think he was wide receiver five for Tampa. So I think he'd be a solid yeah. number five for Indianapolis as well. And uh, um, Karai, just wanted to say in your comment, uh, Weatherford was not released. He was waived. There are differences. There are differences. Yeah. When you're well, released, yeah, you ahead. are no longer on the team. When you're waived, that means that they can still sign you to the practice squad right away if they choose to. But them being released, it's a completely different story. But continue, Cody. Yeah, no, I was just going to say just uh, – just uh, explaining kind of the difference, but yeah, that makes total sense. Yep. Just for people who weren't necessarily hundred percent, like just for you know, random stuff, uh, bills are placing cornerback Tredavious white on the PUP list. Yeah. So says he's still recovering from his torn ACL. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be very interesting to see who those guys keep up with. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so was Curtis yeah. Brooks and Ogletree the only picks not on the 53? Yeah, I think so. I think both the six-round picks were the only ones that didn't, in fact, make the roster. But only because oh, I think Ogletree didn't make it just simply due to the fact that he was injured. I mean, if right. he didn't get injured, I think Ogletree would have ended up on this roster with four tight ends. And, you know, we go into this tight end group here, Cody. And no surprise here, Molly Cox, Kylan Grants, and Jelani Woods. But with that being said, with the Ogletree news, does this open the idea of the Colts, you know, maybe going and potentially getting another tight end? I'm not saying it's out of the question at all. Uh, I really could see a scenario where they do. I know, and we'll see what happens with OJ Howard. He was a name that I know a lot of fans wanted and were like, Colts should kick the tires on him. Um, I think the Bills just have a really good tight end room right now. I believe he's on the Bills, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, he uh, was on the Bills and then yeah. got then got released. Yeah, so just the physical talent is just like, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, it's worth a shot, you know? It is an option. Yeah, they're definitely going to resign him. We'll see if they resign him or not. But yeah, definitely. <laughs> I've seen people uh, saying this comment a lot. Yeah, Marlon Mack, Mack is not no. coming back to Indy. It, it, it makes no sense at this point because. You know, we're only keeping three. And then with the third, the only reason that Deion Jackson is the third running back is because he can play special teams. Marlon Mack is not going to play special teams. Marlon Mack was the third running back the last year. You know what happened? He ended up not playing. He ended up not playing at all. He was a healthy scratch. So, you know, I see some people definitely saying OJ Howard could be in the, the realm of possibility. Um, and then the Colts only kept eight offensive linemen here, Cody, which is very yep. strange. Uh, didn't they keep like ten last year? Like Nine I thought they 10, were. Yeah. yeah, I thought they had some insane depth at, at offensive line last year. But outside of your top five with uh, Ryan Kelly, Quentin Nelson, uh, Matt Pryor, Braden Smith, and Danny Pinter, you kept Bernard Ryman, Wesley French, and Will Fries. So, yep. like you said before, Wesley French, the undrafted free agent, making the roster. He's done enough to be able to maintain some kind of center role there, which is nice. Um, yeah. But that, at the end of the day, why, um, which is why I think they're going to keep not, I think they're going to add somebody. 
Like, yes. I think it's impending. I really do. I think they're going to keep nine. It, it makes a lot of sense for me. Chris Ballard's always kind of wanted to beef up the trenches, especially with the overabundance right now at defensive line. Right. Yeah. And um, I think that that that's what I would definitely say is I think the Colts would be inclined to add one more offensive lineman that they can find that's good and then cut one of these defensive linemen that I think that they can get away from. And I think the first person that I'm cutting of that defensive line group is going to be Byron Cowart. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised he even made this roster to begin with. But uh, let's go into the defensive linemen, shall we? Yeah. Um, you have DeForest Buckner. You had Yannick Ngakwe, Quiddy Pay, and Grover Stewart. And then you look at the guys who did make it. That's Ben Banigou, Byron Cowart, Eric Johnson the second, Tyquan Lewis, Ifidi Odenigbo, Dio Dangbo. And so that was that was pretty interesting. Like you said, that they kept 10. Um, I think Byron Cowart would be the first um guy out. But yeah, yeah, at the end of the day, um, I mean, I'm I'm impressed that uh Ben Banigou made his way in here. Yeah, I mean, my question was, you know, I thought he played well in the final preseason game. I was like, is it too little too late for Banigou? And, you know, time will tell. You know, he's still, like, even though these are fi- these are final 53-man, a lot is subject to change within the next 24 to 48 hours, I feel like, and even leading up to the regular season, you know. So, yeah. as it stands right now, uh, glad to see him make it. We'll see if he lasts through, you know, some of these signings the Colts have because, you know, you kind of think about it, like, you know, if Eddie's also on the roster, I think I have him right now ahead of Banigou. Uh, you know, kind of what's the role there? It's, it's very interesting. I don't really know how that's going to play out. You know, like, who is going to, you know, round this out whenever the Colts inevitably, pro- I think they're probably going to make a move at defensive line, too, and the interior. I really Bro, feel like that's a move. I, I, hold on one second. Ty Bob for the $5 Super Chat. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> of course, that's funny. Um, who has the most sacks this year uh you want to take a guess on that what's going on everyone just wanted to take a quick moment to talk with you about odds trader odds trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books you can also compare the different sign up codes and promotions from sport books to get the best deal possible odds trader allows you to make bets on almost every major sport some of the cool features that i enjoy about odds trader is the handicapping options they provide You get live play-by-play updates. You get live scores and bet tracking on everything that you're doing on the app. Player statistics, key game statistics. You even get projected game day weather reports as well. And another great thing about Odds Trader is you get Bet Tracker, which allows you to keep records of all your games and betting activities while you're on the site. I mean, how cool is that? If this is something that sounds like it intrigues you, make sure to go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. Most yes, stats, I'm gonna oh, I'll go Yannick. Either Yannick or it's going to be DeForest. It's one of yeah. the, those two. I'll probably yeah. go Yannick just for just because he's a defensive end. But Ty Bob, thank you for the $5 super chat. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, You know, we talked about, you know, Taylor Stallworth, who was also released from uh, the Chiefs this morning, and you saw like people were talking about it. At the end of the day, like Stallworth had his best time when he was in Indy, and he was a phenomenal backup defensive tackle at stopping the run, and was able to get some pressure every once in a while. So I'm gonna say, like, 
it would not surprise me at all if the Colts maybe even cut two defensive linemen, brought in Stallworth in that time, and added another offensive lineman in as well. Or maybe you even uh, cut back on your uh, linebackers as well, which we're about to get into. But what would you think of uh, Stallworth coming back? I know you and I talked about it before, and I think you and I are all for it. Absolutely. Yeah, you need another backup one tech, I think, at this point. I personally don't feel like as good as Eric Johnson could be, I don't think he's quite ready to be that backup one tech quite yet. So, yes, I think right now um, I would rather have a proven guy in there um, that can play and and has familiarity with this team. I know the system's obviously a little bit different, but I still think Taylor Stallworth can fit that kind of backup guy to Grove. And he knows these guys in the locker room. It seems like a perfect fit, right? And mm-hmm. that, and we were all a little like confused why the Colts didn't bring him back initially. Yes, you know, yeah. Um, and we're seeing we're seeing the bad side of that now because I mean Taylor Stallworth was a phenomenal backup defensive tackle and one tech yeah. for somebody like Grover Stewart that you wanted to be in there and play just like what Grover does. So, yep, exactly. And and you talked about it. He also had a little bit more juice than we thought initially. He slimmed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he was able to get some nice pressure on the quarterback at times, especially for a one tech. I thought he did really good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, going into the linebackers now, like you said before, Shaquille Leonard taking off the PUP list, which is great. Yep. Means that here in the next week or two, we should maybe start seeing some kind of uh, development that was going on. But yeah. at the end of the day, you still have Bobby Okereke, you have EJ Speed, Zaire Franklin. The Colts obviously traded for Grant Stewart earlier today. Still want to get your thoughts on that as well, Cody. And your guy, JoJo Doman, actually made this roster, which is the, the crazy part. Because again, we were say, not saying that we thought JoJo Doman was playing bad by any stretch. JoJo definitely played very well in this offseason. But at the end of the day... Like we thought Sterling Weatherford was clear in a way ahead better than him. And, you know, Weatherford played special teams. Jojo played special teams, you know, and a bunch of these guys played special teams. But for some reason, Jojo beat him out. Yeah, I know. I was kind of surprised at that because, um, yeah, I think we all had him, like you said, ahead of Jojo. But, you know, maybe it did come down to who was better on special teams again. You know, like people like to just glance over that and think that's not a big deal. It, it is a big deal, Yeah. you know? Um, so maybe the Colts liked what they, you know, maybe Sterling looked better on the field, you know, but JoJo looked better on special teams. Like I could really realistically see that being an option. And then as far mm-hmm. as the new guy the Colts got today, um, let me pull up his name. I, I Grant I, 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 Stewart. Grant, Grant Stewart. Grant. There we go. Yeah. I mean, uh, I saw some Tampa Bay fans and stuff saying this dude is a monster on special teams, right? Mm-hmm. And the Colts lost a lot of key special teams guys, right? They lost the George Odoms, the Jordan Glasgow's, those guys that were key contributors on your special teams last year. And we saw the kick coverage unit the first couple weeks really struggle, Derek. And I thought they did a good job um, of, you know, kind of cleaning it up a little bit the last week, but to get a vet in there um, who who was really good, I think he was the best special teams player Tampa Bay had um, in terms of the return game, you know, and, and stuff like coverage game and stuff. Um, so personally, you know, to give away a six round pick and you still do get a seventh round pick. So it's not like you gave up a ton. Um, right. And you get a player like that who, you know, is going to contribute highly on special teams. And, you know, maybe he's an underrated trade because he's not going to do a whole lot for the defensive side. 
But when it, when it comes to special teams, he's going to really yeah. help you out. I mean, so, you looked at Jordan Glasgow from a few yep. years ago, right? I mean, he was exactly. a six-round draft pick, and he was – if besides George Odom was the best special teams guy that we had. Right. So yep. you're right. Like, unfortunately it does come down to when you're the last spot on that roster spot, who does end up making the more plays on the special teams. And, you know, again, for the Weatherford thing, I think that um, he's going to be the first guy that they make sure he's put on uh, the practice squad. Cause I definitely yeah. think that they want to make sure he's there in case another spot needs filled for that. So um, at the end of the day, not again, it's a surprise that Weatherford's not there, but at the end of the day, I understand why Doman's there. And then not, the quarterbacks, yeah. another, another interesting one, bro. Uh, Stefan Gilmore, Kenny Moore, Isaiah Rogers, Brandon face on. We all knew those were the four. And then the back two guys, two guys that can play special teams and guys who did very well in the preseason, Dallas flowers, the undrafted free agent, same with Tony Brown, Tony Brown, who again excelled in the lions game. And of course, Dallas flowers, who not only was doing well on defense, but at the same time was also doing very well in the kick return game. So, you know, you got some very good players here. And I mean, I think you and I are both very happy that Dallas flowers stayed on this roster. And just to talk about Tony Brown, you talked about his special team versatility. Um, according to PFF, he was the Colts' highest graded special teams player this preseason. So, yeah, I, I didn't realize how good he was on special teams, and that definitely gave him the nod. Definitely yeah. gave him the nod. So, yeah, not really shocked at all that he did make the roster. I think we kind of forgot because we didn't see him a whole lot, or he didn't really have that splash play per se. Um, you know, so I wasn't not necessarily shocked that he's over a guy like Chesley. So definitely. And, and if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he with Gus Bradley last year? Um, hasn't he been in his scheme before? Not a hundred percent sure on that. I believe that's the case. I, somebody told me that maybe they're lying to me. Let me, let me do a quick Google search here and I can tell you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, when it came to Dallas flowers, like yeah, it was the uh, highest graded special teamer had an interception and a tackle for a loss while playing in both in the slot and the out wide position at cornerback. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, yeah, so, a bunch of things. so he wasn't on the active roster, but he did spend time in 2021 on the practice squad of the Raiders. So that's what people were saying. Um, so what does it mean that Marcel Dabo is waived? He's a protected practice team spot, right? Yes. When you're waived, that means the Colts have the option to put you on the practice squad. So that's what they're going to probably do for the majority of the guys that they waived. Uh, I mean, we can definitely name quite a few guys that will probably get there. I mean, Curtis Brooks and Chesley definitely will be some to Michael Harris and obviously Skulski, uh, Weatherford, Tell. Will Cox and, you know, and some other guys will definitely get put on there. So don't be surprised if some of those guys do end up coming back onto the roster at some point when injuries start happening. But yeah, man, I mean, so happy for uh, Dallas Flowers to make it on here, man, because he was having so much. uh, He got so much attention just from week one against Buffalo. And you were hoping that he could continue to do what he was doing. And I mean, he did it, man. I'm happy for it. it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, were you shocked at all that the Colts kept Trevor Denbow at all? Um, no, I'm not entirely, uh, surprised by it. I mean, he, he, again, is a special teams guy, huge special teams guy. That's a, another reason why he's on this roster because again, the, the guy who, um, made the most tackles 
Um, he led the NFL with five special teams tackles during the preseason. So he, and he led the Colts with the 53 special team snaps too. So, you know, he was involved in every single special team snap that we had. So not surprised, but now that we're talking about the safeties, let's go into the safeties. Yep. Julian Blackman, Rodney McLeod, no surprises there. Nick Cross and then you have Trevor Denbo, and then you also had Ronnie Thomas II also making his way on here. You know, Cody, we talked about Rodney Thomas maybe being a corner at times, but it seems as though he's found his niche here at the safety position where the Colts really needed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely that single high, that free safety kind of seems like a good role for him, that athletic guy. I believe he's out of Stanford, if I'm not mistaken. It was uh, Yale. Yale. Oh, the yeah, Ivy right. League school. <laughs> yeah, I could have I could remember for some reason. I always want to say Stanford. I don't know. It's all right. Stanford, Yale, they 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 they're both places where kids go and get smart. Yeah, he's a smart guy. So um, but yeah, athletically gifted. Uh was really intrigued by his last game playing free safety. I thought he played well when he was given the opportunity at free safety. So yeah, man, I, I'm really excited for a guy like Rodney Thomas. And it seems like the Colts now have some guys who you know, we had a little concern at special teams, but now they have some guys who can play special teams and looked good in the preseason. And and now they add, you know, obviously another really good special teams player. So I feel a lot better about special teams than I did even a week ago and really excited uh, moving forward for that unit as well. And, you know, initially, you know, when I made the final 53-man roster predictions, I probably needed to factor in a little bit more special teams than I probably did. Um, yeah. So all that to say, I'm I'm – you know, I'll definitely be better next time when it comes to the final 53, man. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it made sense, you know? Well, I mean, cause we didn't have to think about that. The previous one, right? Cause you always thought of Ashton Doolin, George Odom, uh, Glasgow, you know, like those kinds of guys, like they were on the roster the previous year. So it's like, we didn't have to think about the, the special teams aspect of it. Cause those guys were already on the roster. Right. So we had to, th- we had to think differently than what we had in previous years, because these guys needed to make the roster because of the special teams need, like you said, and also you lost Matt Adams, who was also again, another special teams ace for you. Yeah. So, uh, specialists, no surprise here. Rodrigo Blankenship at kicker, Matt Hawk at punter and Luke Rhodes, your long snapper, uh, no surprises there. Overall, Cody, I mean, not a ton of surprises, but, you know, seeing Deion Jackson make it and then, you know, the Colts keeping only eight offensive linemen and 10 defensive linemen, we definitely think that there will be some movement on those two fronts here mm-hmm. in the next few days. And then, of course, you know, a couple of undrafted free agents making marking their territory on the uh, defensive side of the ball. Absolutely. Yeah. Very subject to change, like you mentioned. But yeah, I mean, I definitely uh, was had a few surprises, but overall kind of what we thought um, when it came to a few different positions, a few guys that probably right now they're initially on the roster probably won't be in a couple of days. So, but congratulations yep. to all the guys who did make the team. Like Ryan said, um, just want to give a special congrats to all of them. You guys certainly earned it and we are excited, you know, whether or not you are on the team long-term, we are excited for you um, right now in the immediate. So yeah, really looking forward to seeing what these guys can bring, man. And, you know, um, definitely was surprised in some ways. I'll say that. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and definitely we'll look to see, uh, who ends up on the practice squad as well. Mm, You know, that, that decision is definitely going to be happening very shortly. 
Hey, yo, hey, man, listen, hey, thank you for grabbing the BTJ shirt. Greatly appreciate it. Yep. Uh, but thank you to the 360 people who are watching at this moment. And thank you to everyone that tuned into this stream. We greatly appreciate all of you guys hanging out with us. Uh, Cody, is there anything else that you thought we could talk about before we hopped off of this? Yeah, I mean, there's a few other things I think we can talk about, Derek, certainly. But first off, for the 300... 60 350 people hit, hit that like button subscribe all that good stuff for only at like 100 likes let's at least get that up to like 200 if not more um but i really appreciate everybody who is in here um and and when you guys do that it helps push it out to more colts nation we can have more conversation points and stuff like that we're gonna reach out to just nfl fans in general but yeah i wanted to kind of get your thoughts derek on some potential guys who have gotten cut that you would be interested in for the colts to potentially pursue and look into. You already know a couple of my names. I want a couple of names from you. <laughs> well, I mean, I definitely was, when you and I have been talking throughout the day, um, I definitely had some of the same guys that you were talking about specifically. Um, I know that when we were talking about Taylor Stallworth, you know, we've, we've seen the clear need for a backup defensive lineman, especially one that can help stop the run. Taylor Stallworth fits that need. And then when we're talking about wide receiver in that respect, then um, Tyler Johnson was another name that I know for sure that you said. Um, I was agreeing with Rashad from Blue Stable when they were talking about uh, Darius Slayton, maybe even being an option in there as well. Um, as far as offensive linemen goes, I don't know. I don't know if there were any like surprise ones. I know you had talked about the idea of um for the idea of Alex Leatherwood to um be one of those guys that you could think of. But let me let me just throw something out here, Cody, just for speculation and for anyone that actually cares about Alex Leatherwood. Okay. I know you said you would be interested, but I wanted yeah. to tell you this. So I wanted to put this into perspective. The Raiders are about to pay Alex Leatherwood almost $15 million this year, and he's not playing for them. Right. That is how much the Raiders wanted to get rid of him because they would rather have him off the roster than and pay him over $10 million and not play with them. Like that is a total shot thrown at Alex Leatherwood and how that looks. Look, I don't, I don't doubt that he could definitely be um, in a better situation somewhere. I'll be completely honest. He was drafted too high. He was not drafted into a situation where he should have been. Uh, and that's, you know, not all, entirely his fault. You know, he was getting paid a lot of money for a situation where he shouldn't have been in, basically. So, um, and basically, yeah, and the real Mr. Colt said it right here. Raiders are on the hook for 7.9, and he would be owed $6 million by a new team. So, you know, we'd be paying him $6 million if, in fact, that we decided to bring him in. So... You talked about somebody that could play both tackle and guard, right? Well, Leatherwood definitely has played at both positions. Now, I definitely think he would be more of a guard than a tackle because I think guard would be a little bit easier for him. But at the end of the day, I don't know if I'm wanting to take a risk on, on Leatherwood, especially if you're paying him $6 million to be a backup and then a bad backup at that point. Hmm. 
Yeah, I get that. And maybe he clears waivers and then maybe you can sign could sign him to something. That might be more likely, you know, but will he clear waivers? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but you know, if he does that, I don't think you'd owe him anything then, right? If he does. Right. Um, so maybe that could be a scenario as well. I do think you need to add somebody. Um, I mean, for me, it would just be like, you know, if I didn't realize that you would have to pay him that. Okay. So I would not want to do that, obviously, but like if you were to wait and if he became available, I mean, I know I get it. He was way overdrafted, but he's still talented, right? He still has some talent. And if you move it, I feel like if you moved him more inside, would that make, you know, maybe utilize his talents a little bit more? Like we saw with like Tevin Jenkins, for example, you know, mm-hmm. he, he really wasn't a good tackle and the Bears moved him inside and he looked a lot better at guard, more, a little more comfortable at that. You know, that would kind of be my thoughts with it. But I get it. The people who are like, absolutely not. The Raiders were so determined to get rid of him uh, that they were willing to, you know, have to pay that much, you know. Um, so I, I get that. I get that. But also you see what the Raiders organization has been. And you're like, uh, you know, like new regime, stuff like that. Like, you know, what, what, you know, what's the deal here? And maybe yeah. it's just shattered his confidence a little bit. And he just needs a fresh start somewhere. So I see both sides of the conversation. I, I'm not like super, like if they didn't go after him, okay, whatever. You know, I do think they need to add somebody, but yeah, I'm not paying that amount of money for him. Definitely not. Yeah, and I mean, you talk, we already talked about O.J. Howard and the potential need for him there. but um, And then I heard uh, Taco Charlton just got released uh, by the Saints or by the uh, Cowboys just a little bit ago. You know, that could be another interesting opportunity. Taco Charlton, who was a first-round draft pick several years ago, you know, still has some potential playing ability there. So that could be another one we could keep our eye on. Yeah. For sure. I'm just trying to scour through here and see if there's anybody else um, as well. So, but yeah, no, I don't think so right now. There's probably some other names I'm missing. I don't have that list right in front of me right now. We'll probably end up uh, making some, we'll probably make some more videos here probably in the next few days, guys, about, you know, um, that we have, you know, that we could see the Colts potentially signing. You know, that could be definitely something we will keep an eye out for. Um, and we'll probably end up making a video on that here in the next day or two as well. Because that's something that we could do. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, and uh Joe Haig. Yeah, Joe Haig is another one that uh bring him back. That we could bring Joe Haig back. Joe Haig played very well for Indianapolis when he was a backup offensive lineman for us. So, mm-hmm. you know, that could be that could definitely be something. Yeah. There's so many guys right now. I'd have to yep. sit down and we will, like we will sit down list. guys and we'll do some more of this. Um, and we'll keep an eye out for it, but, uh, let us know your thoughts guys. Uh, we'll end it here, but we want to appreciate, we want to show our appreciation to everybody who hopped in here and did this and was in here to watch this with us. We greatly appreciate it guys. Thank you so much for all the support on the content and keep an eye out. We will definitely be having more talks about, you know, the guys that we waived, the guys that we released, the guys that are on the roster, guys that could be on the roster. We'll have more information on that. Thank you so much for tuning in, though. And as always, guys, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.